Welcome to the Honey's Making Money podcast. I am your host, Honey Brooks, and I am so damn excited to be taking you inside the spicy world of OnlyFans. I've spent the last two years in my business researching absolutely everything and putting it all to the test. Since then, I've skyrocketed my business to the top 0.2% worldwide, and I've made my first million dollars. So it's fair to say I've been there and I've done that. Now I'm streamlining everything I've learned so you can do the same. So go grab a wine and get ready to feel empowered to level up your business. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So strap in and get ready to start making some money, honey. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Honey's Making Money. Today I have a very special guest joining us and I am really excited because a few episodes ago I actually did a podcast on creating killer content. So I think this guest today is just going to roll off the back of that perfectly. And that is Maddie. Welcome, babe. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you here. It's been a long time coming. We have planned yeah. this, I think. <laughs> we have planned this, I think, like when I just about got up and running. So I am very excited to be able to jump on here today and hear from you, especially because not only are you a beautiful OnlyFans creator, but you work in the industry as well as a photographer. So I'm excited to dive in and hear about all sorts of, you know, the industry from both (laughs) sides. So can you tell us a little bit about you and your journey and how you started OnlyFans and your photographer business? Like which one came first and how did it all begin? Um, well, crazy enough, I started photography back in high school and like weirdly enough, instantly then I was always so interested in photographing women, like women are beautiful. They're amazing. One of my first projects was like pinup style as much as bridwise 15 year olds could be. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Like, yeah, always kind of cheeky. Um, and yeah, I went on to study in university and then I started actually in like cosplay photography. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah, right. How interesting. And stuff. And that kind of just pipelined, I guess, to like sexy cosplay to boudoir and then into the our industry. Wow. I love that. So you were a photographer way before OnlyFans came onto your radar. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So how did you first find out about OnlyFans? Was that through your photography business? Did you meet someone? How did that play out? Um, well, back in the day, have you ever heard of Patreon? Oh, yes, I have actually. Yeah, so so yes. Patreon was like the only fans before only fans, I guess. Yes. And um, right. I would have started my Patreon like eight years ago and okay. it was just for my photography. So like here are all the amazing women I photograph. Here's some exclusive photos, yada, yada, yada. Then maybe like two years in, everyone's like, well, when are we going to see you behind the camera? And I was like, oh. you want to see that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me? And I was really shy at first, like mm. so shy. I wore a huge like oversized sweater and like a little g-string and I was like this is so (laughs) revealing like I'm embarrassed (laughs) we 
which is so funny because you've probably gone from being, you know, behind the camera and being like making women feel comfortable and and doing all the things to make women feel so confident in front of the camera. And you have all the tools and resources. And then when you're in front of the camera, you're like, ah, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I just, I love that you do both sides now. So what, what do you like now? Like, have you, have you formed that confidence behind the camera and really owned yourself now on your OnlyFans and you're loving both sides? Oh, like definitely the like pipeline of how much like my self-confidence has grown is crazy. Like obviously there's so many like different bodies in the industry and I used to be so self-conscious of how like I looked with my curves, but like I love my body now and I love like being online and showing it off and it's nice helping other women like feel that way as well. Oh, that's so powerful. And it absolutely warms my heart because I hear from so many creators, similar stories. You know, sometimes we hear the negative side of, of starting our own OnlyFans or working in the industry. But what a lot of people don't see, which is really cool that women are opening up about it, is that the journey you go on in loving your own body, like you're in front of the camera all the time, you're putting your body out there, and it kind of pushes you in a direction to love your body and fall in love with it and get to know it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so powerful. So tell us what it's like being in both sides of the industry. Like what is it like being a creator and a photographer? Well, it's definitely very busy. (laughs) That's great. I feel like it's constantly always, yeah, either doing like photography work or my own work, but it's nice when the two kind of come together and I can give advice on both sides. Like if someone's photographing me or I'm photographing someone knowing like what it is on either side, I think it's just really helpful. Yeah, you can definitely take little bits from each area, isn't it, and implement it. So amazing. So share with us the importance of vetting when it comes to choosing a photographer. I remember when I first joined the industry and I wanted to, you know, start photographing. I had so many people just reaching out to me. I'm like, I don't even know if you're legit, man. Like you yeah. have 100 followers and I don't know if you're using this for your wank bank or if you are actually wanting, like you're an actual business. So from a photographer point of view, please share with us. I'm sure there are so many women out there who really struggle with that and don't know where to go, um, the importance of vetting and what we should and shouldn't be looking for? Yeah, I think when it comes to vetting, there's obviously so many different things that you should and can look for. And I think one of the most important things to note is followers definitely don't make or break what a photographer is. Like having a low amount of followers or a high amount of followers doesn't technically reflect like who they are and what they do. And obviously Mm -hmm. like followers can be bought. So someone with a high following doesn't mean they're, you know, amazing person. They could be very shady. I think the best thing to do always is like put out in your in your story or your close friend story, like, have you worked with this person? How was it? Let me know. Like uh, just getting all the details, like, and pretty much all the time, people are happy to give you like the bare truth and what happened with them. Yeah. I love that. It's such a powerful community when we can all get together and help each other out and, and put the word out there. And I suppose vice versa as well. Like if you have had a bad experience to, you know, let the girls in the community Mm. know, um, and be vocal about it in the fairest way possible, but it is really protecting, um, all the other girls. And I really love that because you're so right about the followers. Sometimes we look for lots of followers and you can, it is so easy now to buy Instagram followers and, you know, buy likes likes and comments and if you do dig deep you can tell sometimes but it is hard when you are first in the industry to understand that so that is amazing I love that just really leaning into the community Hmm. 
So let's talk about being a female photographer in the industry. What do you think the advantages are with working with a female? I think, first of all, the easiest thing that comes from it is women just automatically feel more comfortable with you, which is obviously kind of a blessing and a privilege, I guess. Like you just, you're kind of welcoming. It's a very vulnerable kind of position, you know, doing boudoir or like nudity or explicit content, like you're really putting yourself out there and trusting the person that's photographing you. And yeah, I find it's always just a very nice relaxed setting. Or if there's someone I've worked for them a couple of times, it's very much like, you know, trying to hype them up. You're like, yes, girl, you look so hot. <laughs> and that makes such a big difference as well, does, I think. Yeah. yeah, when you're shooting. Uh, I remember being at a day and you were photographing some girls there and I was just watching you and I was like, <laughs> oh my god she makes you just feel so comfortable like I just remember thinking damn I wish you were shooting me like you were just so on point you were so lovely you were just making sure that the model was feeling super comfortable um and there was just such a great vibe there between you and the model I could really feel it so I think that's so powerful because when you go from shooting yourself in your bedroom Mm. you know in lingerie or possibly naked and then you go and there's lighting there's other people around there's a photographer around it can be quite confronting hey yeah definitely I I love how you work I really do I've I've seen it firsthand and that's why I was so excited to get you on here because I do think that you are such an incredible babe in the industry and yeah you really take care of your clients and your photos are absolutely incredible like let's not downplay that (laughs) okay speaking of photos oh my gosh I want to get into this and find out Yeah. Tell me about your gear. Like what, if we want to take some photos on our own, what gear should we be using and what gear do you recommend for us to crush our photos? Mm. I think it definitely depends uh, what kind of like, I guess, segue you want to go with your photos. Obviously, if you're wanting more natural, like raw, everyday kind of person, your phone is definitely your best friend. And with iPhones now, they can pretty much do everything (laughs) out of myself. They can do everything a photographer can do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like you'll have your camera and then you kind of just need your basics. Like you need just a little tripod. I still use like my $15 Kmart tripod. That's all you need. Love that. And triggers and backup triggers for your triggers because you always lose those little tiny <laughs> remotes. <laughs> yes, don't they go missing, especially on collab days. You're like, where the hell oh, has this gone? And someone else is using it and you're like, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Natural light, I think, is the best, obviously, if you have that readily available to you. Otherwise, I definitely suggest getting some just little soft boxes. You can get them really cheap off eBay, like 30 bucks. I feel like it's a controversial take. I don't like ring lights, but I feel like every content creator has a ring light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference between, like, in your opinion, a ring light and a soft box? Because I have no idea about lighting. I basically (laughs) have a a a ring light girl. Um, Tell me the truth. Why why do I need to get a softbox? I think it really, it does come down to personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find ring lighters, they're a little harsher and more dramatic with like the shadowing under your necks. And obviously you'll see the light in your eyes. Whereas right. softboxes is, it's just of like a broad, very soft light and everything's just kind of like lit up around you. Mm-hmm. It depends. Like if you're more, I guess, edgier or darker, you like that really contrasty look, then yeah, yeah. like a ring light would be good for you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I might have to invest in a one because I've always just looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's the too hard box. Like I feel like <laughs> setting it, is it, are they hard to set up? No, it's actually just, you kind of open them like an umbrella and then like screw a light bulb in. They, they're really easy. Yeah. Right. Okay. And where, where's the best place to get your, your light boxes? Do you think? 
Um, well, it, it just really depends on your budget. eBay is super, super easy. If you're just like bare bones coming in, you need something budget friendly. Yep. And then there's obviously just this, you can keep scaling up and getting more and more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. If we need to get that expensive, we'll just come see you because you've got all the gear. <laughs> Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about HD quality and why do you think it's so important for marketing? Um, well, I actually be really interested on your view on that as well. So I think it really depends almost like what subsection you are in like our community. Obviously, it's obviously really good for when you're doing like promotional, uh, like networking, like Love X. I've seen so many of my photos out there for like, come meet me, Love X. I'm like, yay, that's my photo. Yes, love that. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're in the full service industry, obviously, advertising is your bread and butter. All you need is like HD photos, pretty much. Mm. And then when it comes to content creation, it really is up to the person doing it. Some people love doing HD photo sets. Some people like, I'll never do it. So I think it's up to the person whether it's good for them, like promotional wise and worth the investment. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I love them. I really do. I love going and seeing a photographer because the hard work's out for me. Like yeah. I can just do a whole day. All I need to do is pack my bag, turn up, rock up, change clothes, and they do everything else. I don't have to do the photos, the editing, all of that. So for me, it's an investment for time really and for yeah. effort. But within saying that they're great, like you said, to use when you are doing looking for that little bit more professional, I suppose, if you are going for a collaboration or you you are doing something well you want your um, Instagram a little bit more professional something pinned mm. at the top and I think also like for the amateur girls out there who do say that they are amateur I think you could have some really beautiful like HD quality amateur photos it's just how you are in the photos you can still be natural you can yeah. still be you know like just a t-shirt on smiling coffee <laughs> like do you know what I mean I feel yeah. like that's still really natural and it's not too what, what's the word I'm looking for give me I a professional like word. curated like yeah. like your brand your image yeah yeah, so I agree. I think that if there is anyone out there who has been doing the business for a while, it's definitely worth it to, yeah, hook in with a photographer because, man, they do all the work and they make you look <laughs> damn fine. <laughs> okay, so what's some top tips for posing at home? A lot of the content creators are posing at home, um, you know, in our bedrooms, in our lounge room. Uh, you said before natural lighting, which I think is a big one. It just changes your uh, photo so much. But mm -hmm. in terms of posing and getting comfortable, like I know you said at the start, you were really uncomfortable in front of the camera. So how did you warm up to it? Uh, well, I think it definitely takes time. What I do and what I've, I still do, honestly, for years is you just go and stand in front of your mirror. It, it seems daunting and it is. And just, just look at yourself, like stand front on, have a look at like what looks good. How do you like your face? Like which side? What do you look like when you're kneeling, when you're like leaning over? Just constantly like practicing poses till you know what looks good and what makes you feel best because then that translates so much better to being on camera. Yeah, I love that. It is so powerful just getting in and working your angles and even doing it in front of the camera as well, I find really good. Like, you know, just without taking photos, just moving your angles, yeah. using that as a mirror as well is really cool. So um, I love that. So what's helped you on, because I know you touched on at the start that, you know, you were just so like out of your comfort zone with your body and now you are just 
you love it and you're at a really healthy place with your body, I would love to hear what do you think has really contributed to your body love journey? I think it's a good mix of just going on it yourself, like really looking back, you know, why do I feel this way about my body? What's causing that? I think it's hard because in our industry, you compare to so many women and it can be really easy to kind of get in your head and feel like you aren't good enough. But just, you know, taking a step back and being like, why do I feel this way? You know, random people are telling me that. Why am I caring what random people are saying? Like, I'm beautiful, I'm cute, I'm curvy, like it's whatever. And then on the other hand, it's surrounding yourself with really amazing like-minded people. Like I love going on little trips with my girlfriends and doing the collab days because everyone there is just so full of love and they just want to hype you up and tell you you're a hot ass, badass bitch, babe. And you're like, yes, I am. Oh, those collab days are just, there's nothing better than immersing yourself into the community on collab days because you're so right. Like everyone that turns up is just so different. Like there's not one person that's the same. Girls are just so different. They love everyone and it's just full (laughs) of compliments. And it's really cool to see that like when you go to collab days, just how diverse OnlyFans is and how subscribers like different things. And there's such a variety for men to pick from. Like if there was just you know, the one sort of model online, then what fun is that? Like women come in all shapes and all sizes with all personalities and all kinks. (laughs) And it's super cool that there's a platform that we can, you know, put it all out there for them and they can pick and choose. Yeah. And I feel like it's maybe a privilege of being a woman as well. Just, I guess I attract a few more different types of women to the collab days. So everyone feels a bit more comfortable being there as opposed to like, oh, I didn't think I'd fit in here. You have lots of like really fit influence and stuff. And it's like, nope, it's for everyone. Everyone can come. (laughs) I love that because it can be daunting. It can be intimidating when you're turning up and you think, oh my gosh, are these like all fitness models? And, you know, like what's the vibe going to be like? But I must agree. I see a lot of your collab days and everyone and anyone's there and it doesn't even matter about you know weight like you're not even only fans creators like there's women from different areas of the industry and you know they've all got different branding it's really really cool to see the diversity in your collab days yeah we even actually get people who aren't even in the industry they just want like boudoir photos for their partner or their husband oh, yeah I love yeah. that <laughs> oh my god that is so cool yeah. I think that's a good step too and showing how people feel confident they're ready to come into a whole pool of women who aren't even in the industry but they want to be a part of it and some people have walked out coming into the industry after shooting (laughs) wow and I could I can absolutely see why I went to one of the collab days that you were at and that was my first in the industry and it was just amazing it was so good and you know you get to meet all these different people everyone's nice everyone's doing different things you get to chat I'm pretty sure from memory there was like champagne and chocolate and yeah, it was a bit wild. <laughs> I was like this is so up my alley I'm never going home <laughs> but I love that I love that even people outside of the industry are like man I want to feel hot I'm going to go to these days and yeah. then we just turn them into sex workers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah evil (laughs) how good all right so what's a one piece of advice you would give to let's say creator that is new and they just they love taking their photos but they feel a little bit uncomfortable and they don't really 
know, you know, where to start out with finding a photographer and getting in front of the camera? What's some advice you'd give them? Um, I think definitely, again, like just practice a little with yourself at home till you feel a bit more comfortable engaging with other people in that sense. But you definitely don't and absolutely don't have to be good at posing at all to go to a photo shoot. Like I have a lot of like first timers or girls who come to me like, oh, I didn't think you'd want to shoot me. I can't pose. And I was like, that's absolutely fine. I will I will show you every move of the way. I will move around like a little puppet. Like <laughs> you never have to be worried when you're with someone experienced who will know how to make you feel comfortable or make you feel amazing in like any angle. And basically you never should feel pressured to have absolutely fantastic work straight out of the gate. Like it can take time to grow and build your business and build quality. Like no one's ever going to give you a hard time because you don't have the best camera or the best iPhone. Like it's your journey to get there. And amazing quality isn't the be all end all for like getting subs. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely agree on that. And like I said, I saw you at that shoot that we were at together. And the, the great thing about photographers, which I didn't actually realize when you first go, is that when you take photos on your own on a tripod, you're doing all the work, right? Like you're trying to twist, you're trying to get uncomfortable and you've got one stagnant area that you're working around. Yeah. Uh, what I find with photographers is that they can get low, they can get that angles, they move around and they're like, just move your body like this. And I was actually watching you doing it on your day. You're like move your body like this and then you moved around them and got the best angles. Yeah, yeah. Which is just so good and so much easier. <laughs> It's good. I'll make you. I'll make you climb up top of couches. I'll make you go up on the roof. Like anything to get the best photo. <laughs> you should do some um, behind the scene TikToks of like getting the photo and just it's being true. like in all awkward <laughs> positions. Oh, so good! I love it. So tell us a little bit about. You've got a collab trip coming up. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah, tell us a little bit about it. I'm very excited. So I'm hosting the collab day with another amazing female photographer, Captured Crimson. Yeah. We've actually been doing the last couple of few together, which I love. We're going up to the Sunshine Coast, which is a first for us. Exciting. And we're at this beautiful like garden jungle kind of pool location. I was a little worried people weren't going to travel that far at first, but everyone's been so keen. And again, like having her around all female vibes in a house, it just, it really brings out the best. Mm. And that's like two weeks away now, I think. And I'm very, very excited. It's the last one of the year. Oh, that's so exciting. So how many do you try to have a year and do you go to different states? Like how do we catch you? I try to fit in as many as I can. I generally do like a rotating monthly and I'll try to do like Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland, whether that'll be like Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of just do that again like after. So like I'll do the three, there might be like a month break and then I'll do the three again. But I would like to expand next year to like Perth and Adelaide and just try to get a few people because they're like, when are you coming here? And I'm like, I'll come next year. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so great that you're expanding out. And something about your collab days that I'm always just like, oh my God, you find, I don't know how you do it, but you find the most incredible houses to like (laughs) photograph at. I'm like, oh, that is to die for. So they're just all always so beautiful and what I find with days like yours is that you have like what is it is it two hours normally you would get a shoot with you or uh, usually an hour it depends sometimes obviously you can book more time if you want or mm-hmm. they'll even go between me and crimson just to get a bit of a different vibe in the same place 
Yeah, nice. Yeah, so you have like your hour or your two hours with the photographers and then you've got like a whole day. I think we slept over last time we did it. Um, So we we did it over two days. That was like crazy. (laughs) That was crazy, yeah. So you have like a whole day and night to get to do TikToks with other girls. You get to do TikToks in a beautiful house, like mingle, get to meet people. We went out for dinner. We had a few drinks. Like it's such an incredible content day. Not only are you getting your photos, but you're also getting a whole heap of uh, TikToks with an incredible house, amazing lighting, other girls, you're cross-promoting, you're catching up. Like it's a killer day. Yeah. And it's so nice after the collab day, seeing those girls go out on their own together and like do content together. And you're like, yeah, I brought people together. <laughs> yeah, it is cool because sometimes you just, it's hard because in the industry, you know, we're not shouting out loud. We can't on our Instagram shout out loud what we do because we're going to get banned. So sometimes you've got to be really sneaky. So it's mm. hard to find other people in your area. It's not like you can just, you know, go have a look on, on Google and see which <laughs> OnlyFans creators in your area. So I think that really brings everyone together, which is really cool. Yeah, that's definitely the goal of it. And I'm guilty for myself. It seems so daunting putting yourself out there to meet other creators, like just message them one-on-one seems so scary. Mm. And Obviously, it shouldn't matter, but sometimes it really does seem daunting when there's, say, a high percentage and you're like, well, I don't know if they'd want to work with someone like me who's a bit, like, lower. But I've never met a woman who actually cares about that. Everyone just want to make content together. They want to grow. Everyone's, like, subs and communities are so different. You're always going to be meeting new audiences when you work with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so powerful. I think you, if you have the opportunity to collab, whether that's just TikToks, just photos, just mm. reels, or collab on your platform as well. And percentage a lot of the time doesn't matter. I think, you know, if you're out there and you're working, which if you are at these days, you are, yeah. um, then it's a good vibe and it's fun. Definitely. <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, I love that. So we are ready to book in. We're ready to go. We want to get all the beautiful photos with you. Where do we go? How do we book in with you? Pretty straightforward. You can just find me on my Instagram and you message me and you'd be like, I want to do this. And I'm like, that's awesome. Let's put it together. Give me like an overview, a mood board. I love when people send me like a Pinterest board. They're like, Ooh, I want to nice. like, do exactly that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, pre-planning is such, I think, a big part of it. Um, and I really like it when people come in with like a, a game plan. Mm -hmm. So then it's so much easier to get them exactly what they want when they have such a big like vision of what's, what's to come. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we book in and we shoot and then pretty quick turnaround. And then you have amazing photos to post. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, there you go, ladies. Make sure you reach out to Matic Photography. Is that the Instagram? Yeah. Perfect. And I'll link it below as well. I'll link your direct Instagram and also your uh, photography Instagram. Um, Was there any other links you'd like to add below? Is there any other way we can get into contact with you or your business? Uh, Yeah, pretty much just Instagram and Twitter's the same, but same handles for everything. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing some really valuable tips about safety, looking out for photographers and basically vetting them. You have been such an incredible guest and I'm sure the babes out there are absolutely loving all this info. So thank you so much for coming on. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It was amazing. <laughs> no problems at all. All right, ladies, if you are ready for a photo shoot, reach out, go to the links below and you will have the best freaking time at those collabs. I went there when I first started and honestly, it completely changed my business and just the way that I really looked at collab days and, and catching up for photographs and booking a photographer. So make sure you go and inquire. Thank you, babes, for tuning in for another episode. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Honey's Making Money podcast. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it, had a little laugh and have had a takeaway from today's episode you can implement into your life or business. If you loved listening, I hope a girl out and leave a review, share it on your socials and let's get loud because there's honestly no better feeling than helping other babes win. For more details on the podcast, our coaching and our management programs, hit us up in the links below. Or if you have more questions you'd love to have answered on our podcast, please pop us a message. I hope you have the most incredible day and thanks again so much for listening.